0: In the first two seasons, the show featured guests from over 60 different countries and will continue down that path because it is imperative that we cherish the differences. And We can only do that by getting out and journeying into unknown frontiers, whether it be physically or simply through conversation, sharing lovely experiences and saluting the tenacious and resilient guests. Oh, we have a great, great episode for you today with someone who I've wanted to be on the show for a while now, track athlete Nigel Talton better known as The Freeze, joins the show. So in the United States, sporting events are more than a game. They're three and a half hours of entertainment. At a baseball game in between innings or a basketball in between timeouts, there's always games, t-shirt toss, activities, just things to keep people entertained. Now oftentimes, they're unremarkable. But in 2017, the Atlanta Braves created an unforgettable promotion in which Nigel dressed up as a character called The Freeze, and then he would race a fan on the warning track along the outfield wall. Now the fan is given a pretty substantial head start, and Nigel is incredibly fast and tracks them down while he's in his Freeze costume. Now we all know that when you go to a track event, the most exciting event is the relay, and the best part is watching one athlete make up ground or catch someone when they're far behind. That same excitement has been put into the eyes of The Freeze, and I'm telling you, it's equal parts exciting, hilarious, and just Essentially awesome. 2017 was the first year that the Braves did the freeze and it went viral after one of the fans that he raced celebrated a bit prematurely and fell on their face right as the freeze passed him at the finish line. The video went viral, the freeze became an instant hit and in the years that followed, Nigel was a regular part of the Atlanta Braves home games. The freeze was so popular, he was able to travel to other ballparks, including a trip across the pond to London. Nigel's story is even more memorable, the fact that he started off with the Braves as a member of the Grounds crew. On today's episode, Nigel talks about how, while on the Grounds crew, he participated in a different game that showed off his speed and put the wheels in motion for the concept of the freeze. Nigel also talks about his many unforgettable interactions with players, fans, and one superstar athlete who reached out to him. Oh, man, we are so thrilled to have him on the show. The concept is pure genius. It's entertainment at the most elite level. Do yourself a favor. Search for the freeze races online. There's countless videos of him coming from behind after giving the head start to the fan. Nigel's incredibly fast and it's a riot. It's great. Thrilled to have him on. So let's go ahead and bring on the freeze, Nigel Talton, and let's learn. What's up, boss? Uh, Happy birthday, man. (laughs) Appreciate it. Yeah, excited to have you on, man. It's been a good time for Georgia Sports. So, what's it like being a Georgia Sports (laughs) fan and what's it like being a world champion?
1: It's. I still can't believe it. Like when we did the parade, it just like is a feeling like you can't describe. Like, I just had goosebumps riding on the bus, waving at the fans, fans cheering for the, the players, the mascots, and the entertainment team. It was it was fun. And then like Georgia just capped it off. I just I wish the Falcons would have made the playoffs, made a little run, and then maybe the Hawks could turn it around with. I don't know, but sure, I'm glad we got two championships here now.
0: Yeah, it's wild. You wait all those years for one, and then you get two within within a few different months. You have a very successful track career, so you lay that out for me.
1: Um, track career, I started my junior year in high school. I only ran the, my junior year I ran the 200, and then I ran a couple of relays, and then I ran the 100 sometimes. Then my senior, I didn't really take it serious my junior year because, like, I wanted to play baseball. Then my senior year, I kind of took it serious after the, the track coach made me quit playing baseball to run track. And then when I went to college, I went to Iowa Wesleyan College, a small college in Mount Pleasant, Iowa. Um, indoor, I never ran indoor because in Georgia, we don't have indoor. I never heard of it until when I was in Iowa. And then I did really good. I made it to nationals. Uh, I made it to the semifinals in the 60-meter dash, but I didn't make it to the finals. And I was like, dang, this is pretty cool. This is what they do indoor, around. And it was like schools from Georgia and Florida that was at nationals. And I was like, dang, how do they do indoor? They don't mm-hmm. have an indoor. And then I transferred to Kennesaw. I mean, I transferred to Shorter first because like I was kind of homesick, being in Iowa. And then I kind of wanted to go to... A different program for sports management because Iowa didn't have sports management they had physical therapy uh, once I wanted to be a sports therapist and then I changed my mind I wanted to be with director operations athletic director so I went to shorter um, did good at shorter we won nationals um, we won nationals I broke the record in the 60 meter dash um, as shorter I'm on the all time list at the 60th in the 100 meter dash, in the 200 meter dash, and shorter. Um, and then I transferred to Kennesaw, finished it out at Kennesaw. I made it, I broke the record at Kennesaw in the 60. I made it to 2013 US, USA Indoor Nationals. I placed eighth. Uh, I made it to the Indoor Nationals again in 2020, right before COVID came. Uh, I placed. I made it to semifinals and then made finals that year and Iowa Wesleyan. I still got the hundred meter dash record at ten fifty four. It's still stands. So I'm excited that one record that I have still stands. So
0: love that. Love that. And you're still pursuing a career, correct?
1: Yeah, I'm still trying to make the Olympic team in 2024. So right now, I've just been working at Amazon. So this year, I haven't. I've been training, but I haven't been training training because I've been yeah. traveling for Amazon trying to make sure my bills get paid.
0: <laughs> I feel you. Talk to me about how the, the Freeze idea came about. I read that it first started with a different promotion that they asked you to do, the Steal the base, which I've seen at many ballparks. So when, you, when they first came to you and said, hey, we got this other idea, what did you think of it? And how long did you think it would end up lasting?
1: Uh, so I did the stolen base Challenge the last year at Turner Field in my ground crew uniform because I also work on the ground crew. And I was like, dang, because I kept begging, I kept begging and begging. They finally let me do it. And I did it. I ran pretty good time. I beat the time. And then that following year, going into the summer, well, yeah, it'll be summer for me, but it wasn't summer for baseball, but it was summer because it was an offseason. And they was like, hey, we want to do a new promotion. Um, You'll be racing a fan. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I never knew I was going to give a fan a head start. I never knew I was going to be dressed up like that as the freeze. So me saying, cool, because I run track and I was like, shoot, me going head to head with a fan, I'll never lose. And then they came out, oh, you, you would go when we, you'll go on this tune. I was like, okay, is the fan going to go when I go? And they was <laughs> like, no, nah, I was like, oh, okay.
0: It, it's, I mean, it's genius. You did it on opening day, but it wasn't until the video of the fan that was beating you, celebrating a little bit, and he fell, that it just yeah. went instantly wild. Wow. What was it like the next day, waking up when you just <laughs> you see that video everywhere, and you're getting all kinds of people responding?
1: Um, my phone, my phone was blowing up like the <laughs> night before. It was kind of blowing up, but not really. They was like, "You on ESPN?" I said, "No, nah, I'm not." So <laughs> I went. back. I didn't even check, and then the next day, I'm going to the ballpark. And they was like, bro, the freeze is blowing up everywhere, bro. Did you see it? And I was like, no, nah, I ain't seen it. So people was texting me on Twitter, social, Instagram. I was like, man, it's going crazy over fall.
0: <laughs> you had the outfit, but also just your demeanor. You had this real confident, almost cocky demeanor that I think played into the role of the freeze. You were this like entity, like a superhero at the same time when you came out. I mean, there was just like a buzz in the ballpark. And one thing was cool is that you didn't just do this in Atlanta. You had to travel around a bit, even in London. So what were some of the places you got to travel and which were the locations that stood out?
1: Uh, first, I went, to, I went to Miami for the All-Star Game. I did the freeze that attracted me in New York at that same stadium that Usain Bolt broke the world record in the first time, the iconic stadium. And then I went to London. What stood out the most was, I'm going to say, all of us stood out, but like, if I could do it again, I'll go to London.
0: How long do you know for a head start when you're planning it out? Do you give a scouting report on the guy, like, this guy's athletic, I better give him less?
1: No, uh, it goes off the music. Once the music. Once they hear the music, that's when they know they need to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before chatting with you right now, I spent the, like 20 minutes just watching the different videos, and... They're hysterical, and the ground that you close is, is remarkable. What are the nerves like when you're making that first turn, and maybe you haven't quite caught them yet, and you know you're coming down the home stretch, because you're the freeze. You can't lose. What are you feeling when you make that turn?
1: Uh, so during the race, like, everything is blank. Like, I don't hear nothing. I don't hear no crowd. It's just like I'm there by myself, but I can see everything. I'm just, I am just just blank out. And, like, when I'm coming around the curve, uh, I just start looking at, at the opponent. Where the fan, and I just figure out if I'm gonna go left, right, am I gonna catch them? And majority of the time, I catch them at the last minute. It's fun, like waiting, like I can kind of pace myself, and just catching them at the finish line. It's it's fun. It just is unique. I love.
0: Yeah. Well, have you had some memorable interactions with the guys that you race as far as trash talking before or after the race?
1: Yeah. They do a lot of trash talking. (laughs) One race last year, a guy I raised, he was on the radio just talking. I was like, (laughs) it was funny, but I like it. It's fun. I like doing it for the fans. Like, it's not about winning or losing. It's just about entertaining, entertaining the fans, getting them something to cheer for in between innings while the Braves are coming on the field or going off the field.
0: I'm telling you, there's, there's never been anything like it as far as people stay in their seats. Normally, in between innings, you're getting a drink, you're getting food. People are staying in their seats looking forward to it. And it's not just the players. You said it's not just the fans. You said you do it for the fans, but it's not just the fans. Players stop. They're stopping warming up. The Braves bullpen comes out. Uh, it's incredible. What have been some of the most memorable interactions you've had with players?
1: Um, it was one race. The bullpen had like a little rabbit, and you know, like the dog racing. Yeah. So they yeah. were along the fence with the rabbit on top, and I was like, man, that is so funny. I think that was pretty cool, um, and like the players know who I am and like interacting, and talking to me, talking junk to me. So it's it's pretty cool though.
0: It's just incredible. I, I could watch it <laughs> days on days on it. It's it's wonderful. One thing that was fascinating too was when you were going viral, people were chiming in. I saw other athletes challenging you. I saw Usain Bolt making a comment on that. What were some of the ones that stood out as far as other people messaging you, reaching out, talking to you? <laughs> You saying both? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that didn't get any better than that. Athlete on the Braves that you'd love to race.
1: (laughs) Athlete on the Braves. So the whole team. (laughs)
0: You know, I'm curious too with uh, performing in sports and and you as a basically as an entertainer. Challenging year. I know you had games canceled, a lot of uncertainty. So for you, during all that uncertainty, all that doubt, what'd you do? What'd you do when you didn't know the answer and how'd you move forward?
1: uh i still like i'm still training for like track and stuff so like it's just if it's not done if we're not doing the freeze that day like i'm not i'm not mad mm-hmm. i know it's a, we're in the middle of a pandemic like it's kind of hurt that i didn't do it like last year at all because i want to like i always want to do it so <laughs> but it's, it was no biggie like missing it so I
0: always ask every guest this, but biggest life lesson you've picked up for the last couple of years, it doesn't have to be related to the free, it's just biggest life lesson you've learned from this crazy two years we've had.
1: Um, biggest life lesson is being patient, staying patient and like working on, working on new crafts, like just because it is a, a pandemic, like don't be, I know like we practicing safe, being safe, like. If you can't go out or do anything, like read a book or something, like do something, invest like anything, just keep the mind going.
0: How can people follow along? How can people follow along your journey and and watch everything that you do as the free So with your track career, how can they follow your life?
1: Um, So all my social media platforms are the same. No stress. Talton, my last name, T-A-L-T-O-N. So let's go for Twitter, Instagram, um, Snapchat. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Nigel Talton. Those are all the platforms I have. Probably getting rid of Snapchat soon and just going to have a Twitter and Instagram. Um, my business on Instagram, like I train people up as well. It's called FTM underscore training. So it's called Really Finish the Mission Training.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Well, I love the nickname, No Stress Talking. That's, that's perfect. We've had quite a few people on the show from Atlanta. I ask every one of them this question. What is your 2 a.m. Waffle House order? All-star meal, and Waffle. It's first thing I do when I get to the ATL. get get to the nearest waffle house. Everybody knows their answer right away. They don't even have to think about it. Coming up for this year, the three is going to continue for this season?
1: Uh, we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> That's a perfect answer. I'm just looking forward to, you know, this year, 2022, good year. Another great year of anything in life. I'm just excited about this year
0: love, love, love what you're doing. I hope you continue to do it for a long time. It's just, it's so exciting, man. It's so fun. I think you're the right man for the job. You know, I think anybody else, it might not have worked, but for whatever reason, you pull it off, you make it work. Thank you. No stress, my man. This was great. This was fantastic. Made my day. I hope we chat again. Looking forward to seeing what's next. And, uh, you know, I'll give you a ring next time I'm in Atlanta.
1: All right. Thank you. I enjoyed it.
0: Thanks, man. Happy birthday as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Much appreciation to my man. No stress, Nigel. Give him a follow on social media as we kick off the baseball season soon. Keep an eye on him, and we'll see what's next for the Freeze. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento.